Monty and Griffin had words about money. According to Monty, he came out on top of the argument, but that was a cockeyed version, if ever I heard one, because the net of it was that Griffin cancelled my December engagement. Never fear, Monty says. I'll find you another spot. Plenty of time. Have you thought of pantomime? He knows I'm not suited to ensemble work. I'm a solo artiste. I write my own patter. I can't share a stage. And anyway, it was daft. Empty talk. Because July's too late for pantomime bookings, unless somebody's had the misfortune to fall under a tram. And nobody likes to work in dead men's shoes. I said, A season at the Paragon is what I'd like. You and everybody else, he says. The Paragon's a tough nut to crack. Twenty-five years I've been at this game, and twenty of them at the top. The Paragon ought to be begging me. But those twenty-five years, he says, may be the problem. An artiste gets to a certain age. Places like the Paragon there, looking for fresh blood. No offence, Dodd, but you're no ingenue. Well, I never was the ingenue, even when I could have been. That's not my line. I said, when was the last time you talked to the Paragon about me? Allow me to know my business, he says, which was no answer at all. Many artists of your age would be glad to rest up a bit. Artists with rich husbands. Artists with nothing better to do than lie on a couch eating violet creams. I said, I can't afford to rest up. I need to see my engagement book filled and not with penny gaffs. I have rent to pay. And bills for French champagne, he says. Perhaps you should make some economies. You live higher than most. Not that he ever refuses a glass when it's offered. I'll tell you about Monty Himes. He was my booking agent and manager. Monty handled other turns, of course, novelty acts mainly, but nothing of my calibre. I was the jewel in his crown, and he'd have done well to remember it. Monty and I had been together since 75. He took over from my brother Albert after Mum took badly, and he had to go back to Wolverhampton to look after her. When I first started out, I mean, properly started out, playing places like Holder's Concert Hall in Birmingham and the Moore Street at Elphi, I was managed by Uncle Si. He wasn't a real uncle. He was a friend of the family, as they say. A friend of the family who'd watched me grow up and start to make a name for myself and thought, I'll have a slice of that, thank you very much. It was quite some time before we twigged that he was pocketing more of my earnings than had been agreed. But as soon as it was discovered, Albert and some big lads from the steelworks invited him down a dark alley for a knuckle sandwich, and that was the last we saw of Uncle Si. After that, Albert said he'd manage me. You can trust family. Albert had his percentage, of course, but he was never a money grubber. 
As long as he had enough in his pocket for a beer, he was satisfied. Perhaps I'd have gone to the very top, up the West End, if Albert had been a bit more industrious. But we did well enough. The thing about a brother is loyalty. When I was married to Hamish McKendy, purveyor of Hibernium hilarity, which I was for two years, three months and eight days of misery, Albert always stood up for me. But then, Dad passed over and Mum went downhill. He said, No sense you giving up all this, Dotty. I'll go...